Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host, Lee Greenwood, and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week, we're carrying on the theme with carabiners. We're going to have a look at the difference between alloy carabiners and steel carabiners, why we use whichever type we use, and also we're going to have a look at... um, the difference between the auto-locking carabiners is a couple of different mechanisms that get used, so we'll have a bit of a comparison with those. As always, if you could subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, that will be amazing. Get the word out there that we're doing this. We're well into the second year of uh, the podcast. Second year? Or into the third year. We've done two years. Wow. Holy shimoli. Survived uh, fighting through COVID, and now hopefully we're out the back of that and into the third year. So thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time. That's awesome. Well, let's have a look at um, alloy carabiners or steel carabiners. Which ones do you prefer to use and why? Okay, so let's chat about the the big thing. People have been telling me this for nearly 30 years. Um, steel carabiners and alloy carabiners. You can't use alloy carabiners because they can create a spark when they hit against steelwork so in heavy industry they say that you can't use them i've had to do some serious digging to find any information on where this came from um stuff that i have found is in a british standard bs 1397 uh written in 1979 was the place where i managed to find this it mentions about a spark being created when alloy strikes against steel so um, shouldn't be used in heavy industry that standard was updated um, BSEN 364 in 1993 as well which meant uh, but it was mentioned in the 1979 version of that so that's going way back before uh, before I started doing anything with ropes um, I was a little tyke back then so uh, but that's where I managed to find it so yeah when I started in rope access and uh it was like you need to use steel carabiners. I think that uh, the reason that a lot of companies use steel carabiners, one of the reasons I do, is um, they seem to last longer. They have a longer life. I've got carabiners that are 15 to 18 years old, uh, still going strong, uh, nothing wrong with them, steel carabiners. The screw gate's still working on them quite nicely, and, um, and they're still going. Whereas I've got uh, aluminium carabiners, or is it aluminum, however everybody out there wants to say it, um, that don't last that long. They seem to wear a lot more. Um, Some people prefer to have alloy carabiners and they will attach from their descender because that has uh, alloy there, whichever descender they're using, and then clipping onto the ventral D on their harness, which is alloy as well, and a lot of the harnesses, so they have the, the same metal going through there. We've already talked about the auto lock or screw lock versions uh, that was in a previous episode if you didn't see that one jump back and uh, have a have a listen to that one about advantages and disadvantages the big thing that i've seen recently with social media becoming a thing alloy carabiners seem to be on people's personal kits uh, seem to be a thing in some really nice colors uh, they look really good in your instagram photos having your shiny bits of kit there uh, a lot of the places i've worked um shiny kit doesn't last very long it gets battered pretty quickly and stuff worn off of it so i've always sort of run down the the steel you know your basic carabiners that way but they do they do look amazing you know you've got some really cool 
dynamic cow's tails with some matching uh, alloy carabiners on them. Works really well. So yeah, that whole thing of uh, sparking, I haven't seen much of that recently, but it seems to uh, raise its head every now and then. The other thing I want to chat about here is the, uh, the different types of uh, locking systems. So it seems that there's two two camps here and these are mainly in the uh in the alloy carabiners you've got the um auto locking carabiners and there seems to be the the way that petzl do it and the way that rock exotica do it so with a petzl carabiner if you've got it imagine you've got it clipped onto your cow's tail and you're going to clip it into an anchor so to clip it into that anchor you need to push it away from you slightly you need to twist it and then you can push it open. And that seems to work quite well. You need to practice with them a bit and get that dexterity, but it works quite well. And then with the Rock Exotica ones, it's sort of the opposite. You pull it down towards you, twist it, and then and then open it. Not much difference when you've got it in your hand for opening it, just a little different movement. But the thing that I find with them, um, and I'm sure different people find different things with this, when I've got it clipped into a anchor, so I'm doing an egg climb or whatever, I actually find it a little bit easier to open the Rock Exotica carabiners because you can pull against the actual anchor that it's clipped into or whatever device it is, but if it's clipped into an anchor and you pull down on the gate and the carabiner actually pulls against the uh, anchor and then you can twist it and open it. So that seems to work a little bit easier for me. I know that if I'm using a Petzl style where you have to push, I would push the carabiner up against the back of the anchor so that then I've got something to push the carabiner against and twist it. So there's just a couple of different techniques. Which one's better? Yeah, million dollar question, you know. That's like asking which uh, which descender's better. Uh, depends what you're doing, depends where you're working. But we find that most of these uh, systems, with the Rock Exotica stuff, I think they do every colour under the sun. They do some really cool stuff. Seeing a lot of them, as I said, in the instagram photos and things like that petzl haven't gone as much down the funky different color road but there are still quite a lot out there that um look pretty cool and then we've uh, we've got the different shapes of the carabiners as well so uh we can have a chat about a few of the various ones that we get there so you've got your, your d-shape carabiner uh, the nice thing about the d-shape sort of one of the originals out there i guess uh, that and the oval but the d-shape is that it forces the rope or the sling to go onto the uh, the major axis, so the strongest axis. It sort of pushes it down towards the uh, the, the spine. Uh, disadvantages with the D is if you're trying to put more things in there or wider things, it pushes it quite quickly away from the from the major axis, and so you can end up with sort of a uh, more of a three-way loading on it. And then we've got the um, oval carabiners they're pretty good as if you're using uh, fixed plate um, pulleys so if you've got like a, a fixed plate pulley um, and there's a gap for the rope to go through so you've got a wider sort of area they uh, they sort of sit really nicely with the oval carabiners and then getting into some of the bigger ones people sort of like these more for rigging you've got the pear shape they normally have a uh, high capacity they're good for connecting multiple items or bulky items so you wouldn't want to be using the D shape uh, with those sort of multiple directional things. So the pear shape can work a little bit better and they have a higher capacity on them. 
And then you've got a wide opening carabiners, so they make some various different types to give you a wider gate as well. One of the other funky ones is it's a Petzl product. I'm sure you've most probably seen it. It's the uh, Omni multi-directional carabiner. So it looks very much like a Mayon and it can be pulled in uh, three directions. So it's got the auto lock or the screw lock. And these are mainly used on sort of fall arrest harnesses or climbing harnesses where you need a carabiner in the middle or on the waist to connect it together. Um, as we know, with all the carabiners, need to be pulled down the major axis, down that main spine. And if you're putting things like um, crane slings, rigging slings, some people call them, uh, be aware of the type of carabiner that you're using because now you've got a larger sort of area and that can be pulling uh, closer out to the nose of the uh, of the carabiner. And that can be very similar to a, a cross-loading the carabiner, so across the spine onto the gate. So just be aware of the weaknesses that you've got there if you're using those type of carabiners. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've got um, for this week. You know, the advantages of the uh, different types of opening on there and aluminium or steel. As I said, my preference is steel carabiners uh, just because of them lasting longer, easier to clean. Um, I don't really think there's an issue with uh, internal fractures and things like that. That's... Uh, a bit of an urban myth. I think most manufacturers have sort of got away from that. But with any kit, if you're dropping it a great distance, it shouldn't be used. You know, it needs to be quarantined and removed from service if it's been dropped. So that's not really something I worried about. But for all the people out there on Insta, keep those photos coming. Uh, super bright alloy carabiners. Always great seeing the photos. Nice little shots of people working in various places with uh, some really shiny kit. I normally end up in the dirty, horrible environment, so I don't really run down that road. But that's it for this week, guys. As always, thanks again for listening. If you could share it with your friends, that would be amazing. Reach out to me, Lee Greenwood, if you're keen to have a chat. Always good to chat to you guys. Borders are opening up now, so I'll be running around internationally again. I'll most probably do some episodes in various places around the world. Uh, have a listen out for those but anyway for now stay safe i'll see you soon cheers